of the tape for this, our main event of the evening. We introduce the champion, Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan. Let's get it all! What's up, guys? Welcome back. We are going to go over the recap of Bellator 288 that happened this weekend. A um, couple of my... The two, the two exciting fights that I want to see the most yeah. did not take place, unfortunately. You predicted five fights, and two of them didn't happen. Yeah. So, um, give you no contest on both of those, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the W. <laughs> So let's talk about Jornel Lugo's fight first. Yeah, unfortunately for, for Jornel and, and Jalen Bates, um, Jalen Bates didn't pass or didn't get his eye exam stuff done in time or didn't something was up with it. And so he that, that fight got pulled off the card before they even got to Chicago. Um, so that was a bummer. That was the, aside from Luke's fight, that was the most, the most uh, fight I was looking forward to the most. Yeah, so... An eye exam, what does that look like? I, I didn't even know they did eye exams for fighters. Yeah, yeah. So typically you have to get blood work, HIV, HIV Hep B, and C, and, uh, and then an eye exam. Some states require you to get a dilated, uh, and, and this time they, you had to get dilated and do some sort of eye exam, and then a, uh, a physical. What are they looking for in the eye exam? Just whether or not you Detached can... retinas. Okay. You know, um, you, you know things that – so tip. Typically, you're not supposed to fight. You're not allowed to fight with contacts in. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And so, if you think about it, there's there's probably a bunch of dudes out there fighting, fighting blind. Right? Yeah, I'm like, sure. <laughs> I think people wear them anyway. Um, but yeah, you, you're not supposed to fight with contacts in. So I, I'm sure they, the eye exam is just kind of get you so you can get cleared to fight. I mean, that makes sense. Even when I train Muay Thai, I wear contacts, and I've had him, you know, come out. I've, oh, yeah, yeah, lots, lots. Yeah. So, so that fight unfortunately didn't take place. I've spoken to Jornell. I know he's trying to get on the December 9th card at Mohegan Sun. Um, if not that, the February 4th card in California. Awesome. So talk about what happened with, with Luke. Obviously, that was a late pull. <sighs> yeah, so this, this there's so much goes into what, what took place on this one. Um, Luke and I had a perfect week. You know, everything was going perfect. Um, we ran into his opponent a couple times. The kid was, I'm going to be nice and say he was somewhat delusional. <laughs> he, he, he asked me straight up. He said, I'm sure you guys worked on rear naked choke defenses because of me. Right. And I, <laughs> and I, I was honest with him and let him know how much we researched him. I said, do you have rear naked choke wins? <laughs> like I should have known that already. Right. And I go, and he's like, yeah. But I was thinking to myself, like, bro, if anybody's on anybody's back, yeah. you know. Then after all this drama, his coach posts, I was really looking forward to the technical battle on the ground. And I'm like, bro, are you are you guys living in a freaking like a dome over there, a bubble? Like this kid. Not I, I, I talked highly of him before the fight because he had some some nice sub wins, but the kid got his purple belt during this camp. Oh wow! Lucas has been a black belt for four years. He's a two-time world champion, a, a standout high school wrestler. You know, wrestled his freshman year in college until he got hurt. Um, <laughs> it was not going to be. It was going to be one-way <laughs> traffic on the ground. Yeah, one hundred percent one-way traffic on the ground. Sure, and and. Uh, 
I was looking forward to that. And, and the kid asked me beforehand, he said he was, he was talking about changing gyms and asked if he'd be welcome to train up here after the fight. And I said, yes. And, uh, Does he live around here? No, he lives in Odessa. But going back now, he's not welcome to train here. But he is welcome to come here one time. Okay. He's welcome to come here one time and train one day so he can find so out. So he can learn. Yeah, so he can find out what. <laughs> what uh, and I typically don't talk trash. You know, I don't yeah. talk trash. Yeah. Um, I did a little bit when I fought. I never do now because I'm not the one that has to back it up. Right. Sure. I'm, all I'm doing is putting pressure on my kid. Sure. So I don't. But in this situation, like that kid, you know, I'll go back now. I, I can't go into the detail I, I kind of have on DMs with people of what what this guy did um, with his medicals and why he couldn't fight. But I was, we're in the middle of war, we're in the middle of cutting weight. And uh, I think we had four pounds to go. And uh, we're the only people in our, in the red locker room training puddles everywhere. How was the weight cut going? Perfect. Like, like the last three. Perfect. And then Jane from Bellator walks in. And typically they don't come in the those rooms, you know, for right. anything. And I could see it in her eyes as I looked over and she said, hey, guys. And I looked at her and she literally already had glossy eyes. Oh, my gosh. And I instantly started tearing up. I said, you got to be fucking kidding me. And uh, she goes like that and kind of nodded her head. And I was just I was already in tears because I, I know what the last three months looked like for us. And we've talked yeah, about this before. Absolutely. People don't realize what goes into a fight camp. And, and, and maybe some people's camps aren't as, you know, detailed, thorough, and, and, you know, whatever is ours. But we leave zero stones unturned. You know, and, we spent a lot of money going to Gloria MMA yeah. in, in Missouri, yeah. you know, for weeks on weeks on weeks over this 12-week camp. Traveling, you know, um, training his body just getting beat up trained with high level guys and so it was just like an emotional it was already an emotional time because you're cutting weight it's already brutal on the body and and it's as a dad it's terrible to watch yeah so when she came in it was just like so i was i was crushed because i knew exactly how he was going to be and as soon as he figured out he goes you know yelled one time and then he sat down he's just in tears and and what else could you, you know, what else could you, uh, how else could you handle it? You yeah. know, tough guy, I don't care. Like, are there worse things that could happen? Sure. But at that, that moment in time when it happens, man, yeah, we just, it's devastating. you know, kind of broke down for a second, for about 15 seconds. I hugged him. I told him I loved him. I said, hey, let's go. You know, let's do, they, they gave us, you know, uh, 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 she said, we'll get you on the card in three weeks. You know, if, you know, to help for this, we'll, we'll put you on the card in three weeks. And I looked at Luke and asked, and he was just like, he, he didn't know because to be honest, it is, it's so brutal to make the weight as it is to then come back in three weeks and do it again yeah. is hard. We came home and he was 165, right? So he's 20 pounds now over the weight class. He was, he was within four pounds of weight. So, now we have to maintain where he's at, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. But also he already went through the stress of the, yeah. of the fight week and, and you have to not, you have to really take your supplements, take your vitamins, eat clean and not get sick. 
yeah. you know, yeah. uh, your immune system's kind of kind of crap, you know, after that week. So we have to really, you know, figure out this next two weeks before we leave the fight week and keep him healthy. Sure. You know, so that we can then put his body through that again. So he wasn't sure. And then there was the, the we were trying to fight in February as well. And now there's no way we can yeah. do December and February. Yep. So I was up in the air if he wanted to do December or February. And I was like, let you know, my opinion was let's do instead of instead of going home for one week and starting an entire camp all the way over again, yeah. man, let's let's suck this up, get through these next two weeks and get back out to, to Mohegan Sun. He's he's four and Mohegan. And let's just get back there and, and uh get work done and then we're gonna take a break. You know, take probably a four or five month break of uh just getting better, getting strong, you know, and, and improving. And healing a little bit. Yeah, recovering. For sure. for sure. What do you know about your potential opponents? Anything? Nothing. We did, we did, well, there's not one yet. And and here here's the problem. <clears throat> He's not super easy to get fights for as it is. But now we have somebody that's got to take a fight on three weeks notice. He's got to be able to make 145. Yeah. So you're, we're either looking at a 35er that's walking at 55 and has a 10-pound cut or, you know, somebody who's stays in shape all the time and and still only walking 10 12 pounds over the weight weight limit um they can make weight hopefully you know uh i'm sure they'll get somebody you know um could be somebody tougher could be somebody better the problem is we just trained 12 weeks for this guy 10 weeks yeah i think we 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 had an opponent change like two weeks into camp but 10 weeks for this guy this six foot guy with six foot four guy long range you know yeah so everything's gonna be be different and uh so yeah we just got to get through it like like always and uh move on to the next one so did you uh did you take a one day break and go out and go eat in chicago or so we once once he got on the scale he didn't drink right when she told him he wanted to see number one do i have to make weight still in order to get paid yeah and and do i have to you know whatever she said no you're good where you're at and so i said let's sit here let's strip down let's get on the scale and see where we were just so we know moving forward next time is it still on the same you know trajectory trajectory that it's been on for the last three weight cuts yep and it was cool um so then we you know we went upstairs he didn't know if he wanted to come home or if he wanted to go go uh and watch stay two more days and watch the fights yeah and uh he decided you know let's go home Let's just get back and get going. So, so basically, we went out. He had spaghetti meatballs, which is always after the weigh-ins for him. Um, woke up in the morning. Uh, we we went back after that. We packed everything, and uh, I drove home in the morning, and he flew home in the morning. I took him to the airport, dropped him off, and I drove home. And by the time we got home, he rested the uh, the next morning. He coached wrestling the next day. Already got back and coached his guys and started training. You know, that night started doing cardio cardio this morning me and him just trained again right now and we're just back on you know typically we would jump back in where we are two weeks out on camp yep. but we got to jump a little further back because he's heavier and and push that you know a little yeah, bit yeah. quicker to the to the 155 range you know yep. 158 range um so we'll get it done how's he feeling um he feels good he's just you know he's frustrated he, he would really want to fight that guy I actually, I actually went out of my way to ask Bellator. I said, "Hey, you wouldn't, you wouldn't give that guy 
another shot and put him on just one more time and put him on the cardigans and they said absolutely not and i said okay you know just because i really wanted that fight yeah especially after i started reading you know what what his coach had said and what he had said and then our boxing coach um knows their their coach okay and he you know, kind of came to me with it and i was just mate they they're delusional they someone didn't. needs to talk to that kid before you know he runs into someone like he was about to it doesn't sound like he really understood what he was in for no but anyway fine fine three weeks awesome moving well, on looking forward to yes. uh to the news and uh who his who his next opponent's going to be and what that looks like for sure Well, moving on to the three fights that did happen, uh, Timur, Tim, Timur Kizarev, or Hizarev is how they pronounced it, and Daniel Veitchel. Um, I think you picked Hizarev in this one, um, and it was one of these, how do you pick people that are, right. that are coming out of that part of the country or part of the world? Yeah, and first of all, the card was great. The uh, card was amazing. If you watch the undercard, I think there were seven fights and six finishes. Holy. One fight went the distance. Okay. Um, and then starting off the main card, Feraldo, um, who was a guy that was warming up in our room, and I, I, I recognized him, and I couldn't tell from where. And he ended up watching the highlights last night that they were showing before his fight. He was a guy who landed and stunned a guy and then pointed at him like this and then ran and jumped, <laughs> beat him, and knocked him out because he knew he hurt him, and then he jumped, beat him, and knocked him out. He's got two or three jump knee knockouts. He ended up losing last night. Yeah, he did. But in a great fight, like a really, really good fight. If there was fight of the night bonuses, he got it. That's a, that's a Poirier thing where yeah, you, know, you, you yeah. see Poirier like talking and be like, Nate, oh, Nate does know. that too. That's why yeah. I always wanted to see Nate and Poirier fight each other so they could point at each other all night. Be talking the whole time. <laughs> yeah. no, I got you there. So <clears throat> Anyway. Uh, so um, Kuzarev and Vichel. So this fight frustrated me because, uh, number one, his rev was not in the rankings. Vital was number seven. Yeah. We're number 10. Yep. They're not going to kick Vital out of the rankings from, from losing to him at number seven. Yeah. So they're going to move that guy in, which is probably going to bump us out. And, and that sucks. Um, coming up on the card at Mohegan Sun, Cody Law, who's number 10, or yeah. is it number nine, number nine, is fighting Chris Lencioni. Yes. If Lencioni beats Cody Law, We're, you know, you're back in. No, we might be out because Lencioni might be in. It might, oh, so we might be okay. even further out. Okay. Um, Lencioni doesn't deserve to be in there. So hopefully, I, I believe Cody Law beats him. Luke has a better record than Cody Law, so he should be nine and Cody should be 10 anyway. Yeah. Um, so regardless of what happens, ho ho hopefully before that uh, fight takes place, the when they switch the rankings this coming week, hopefully Cody gets bumped out and Luke stays at ten. Are, are um, Cody and Luke's resume similar as far as Cody's, quality. Cody's of six and one. Yeah, Luke's fought uh, Cody's last fight against James Gonzalez that he lost. Guy was tough, good yeah. good fighter, um, and Cody lost. So he's six and one. Luke's seven and zero, oh, and, uh, and they they fought and won and lost on the same card. And so I figured, why wouldn't he be number nine and Cody yeah. be number 10? But we'll see. That's a fight that's going to happen down the line at some point. Anyway, I, I'm sure. I was thinking about that. Yeah. Since they're both going to be on that card, I'm assuming you're going to be watching Cody pretty Oh, closely. yeah. I've been watching him for a while now, especially once they got in the rankings. They're one apart from each other. So. Yeah. That's a logical. Yeah. I imagine at some point next year that fight will happen. Uh, judges scored this fight 29-28, 30-27, and 30-27. So I keep getting off track because of everything that involves my kid from this weekend. <laughs> Daniel Weichel took a shot in the third round. Single leg, body lock, takedown. Like it was nothing. Yep. 
no one shoots on those guys, right? Yeah. No one shoots on the on the Dagestani guys because they're wrestling so good. But man, no one shoots on them, so they never sprawl. They never have to defend. So it's easy to to surprise them, right? Because they're not expecting anyone to shoot on them. And he did. Took his back, got a hook in, went to what was going to be like a Sulaf stretch. Um, had that leg. He was kind of cradled, and I was like, "Why didn't he do this two rounds ago? Yeah. Like, why didn't he do this two rounds ago?" And he was clearly better than him on the ground. As soon as so he fell off the back, right into an armbar. Yeah, had him in a belly down armbar. I yep. watched his face wince, and he ended up getting out of it. Yep. And Vitals on his back. The other guy stands up. Doesn't want to play in his guard. There was another time in the fight where he was on bottom. The guy didn't want to play in his guard. Got up. So we clearly have better jujitsu. Why would you not, not force because you end up getting hurt forcing it, but but really punch your way into clinches, clinches, takedowns, you know, uh, pressure yeah. to get to that leg earlier on. Like he he clearly was better than him there, and his rev was a better striker. He was fast, super fast, really fast. Yeah, and it, and it was it was catching him off guard, and he was landing. He was trying to counter strike, and the guy was already you know he was done and out, and so. It was frustrating fight to watch. Once the third round happened, I was very frustrated. I'm like, yeah, yeah. bro, as soon as I got back to the feet, I was like, get back to it. Go back to it. Yeah. Go back to it. Not it. Didn't try it again. Yeah, and I don't know. I feel like that takedown happened like three minutes left in the third round or something. Yeah. So there was a little time left for him to go yeah, down yeah, there and was, try and do it again. There was definitely time left to do it again. By the time they got back to the feet, there was still probably a minute and a half, two minutes left. Yeah. So, oh well. You talk about... Uh, you know, clear paths for each fighter. And I think you said a few times, I don't, I can't tell them how to fight. I don't know what their strategy is right. going to be, but it sounds like if you had been in his corner, he'd be like, bro, let's get to the ground. Oh, for sure. For sure. I wish I could corner everybody. <laughs> not that I'm, not that I'm the greatest coach ever, but I can see from the outside yeah. very well. You know, I, Absolutely. I know, I know what I'm doing and I can see where the, where the, easy route is and where the hard route is and i think it's subjective because you don't have any skin in the game you can just look at it right. and see for what it is right so entertaining fight for sure oh yeah, um, oh, yeah it's a really fight. entertaining fight next one was uh uzman Nurmagomedov defeated patriki uh patriki pitbull um the first thing on this one uh the scoring um, it was, I mean, it was a clean sweep. I think Nurmagomedov, um, it, I mean, it wasn't even close. It wasn't competitive, but I was surprised that they gave, two coaches gave him a 10-8 round. Two judges? Two judges, yeah. excuse me, yes. Yeah, um, I don't, I didn't see any 10-8 rounds. I did think he won all the rounds. Um, second round, I guess, it was what, I, when he when he landed the elbows at the end of the round, but he yeah. literally was punching or elbowing his forearms and his hands. He covered very well. He did. And, and as they showed it in slow motion, I don't know if one of the elbows got through to his head. You know, they were typically all of them were hitting his arms and his hands. So I wouldn't have given a 10-8 round, but it was de it was clearly a 50-45. That being said, when Pitbull came out in the third round, he was wearing the second round oh, all yeah. over his oh, face. Yeah. His face was swole. No like, doubt. I mean, it was, it was pink, it was swollen, and you could yeah. tell that he had... And Usman looked like he just, you know, yeah. took a jog around the track. Like, he, he looked great. So... They're frustrating for Pitbull because Usman was keeping long range, mm -hmm. using the side kick to the knee, that oblique kick to the knee, yep. the push kick to the body, the side kick to the body. He's even side kicked him in the face a couple times. Yep. He had a f real fast lead leg head kick. It was just a slap, but it was – he didn't throw much to finish the fight to hurt Patriki. Patriki knows he has one punch knockout power. Yeah. 
he should have eaten one or two to, to get inside. To get in there. To land that one or two. You know, and he just never did until the fifth round. Fifth round, he came out desperate, yeah. landed a couple of good ones, yep. you know, and, and uh, Usman would circle out and be away, and then, you know, he'd settle right back in. There was the, the crowd booed, you know, a lot during that fight because not a lot happened. Um, Patricky didn't commit to, to throwing. He never shot. Usman took him down a little bit, uh, I think, at the beginning. Of the, was it? Just the second round without the only takedowns. The rest of the time, Patricky stopped the takedowns yeah. and, and kept it on the feet, but didn't do anything once he did. You know, So it was very frustrating to watch. Um, and like I said, going in, Usman had better striking than most of the Dagestani guys. Um, that being said, his rev was a good striker. Um, but, but yeah, I think, um, I think Usman will, you know, he'll be there. He'll be there a while, but I feel like he'll, he'll get challenged you know, a little bit more maybe than than like what Khabib or those guys would have just because I don't know that his wrestling and ground is as good as theirs is. I, I mean, it makes you think it isn't because he didn't use it in any of that right. fight. He stood up and, and he, I mean, with the exception of the second round, he basically stood with him and, and wanted to keep it on the yeah. feet, it, it appeared. Yeah, he did go. I was trying to think when I was talking to Lucas a little bit ago during training, uh, who who on the card had that Dagestani handcuff that that wrist tie, and then he went to two and tucked it and, and kind of put him on his face. It was him. He did it to Patricky when Patricky was trying to get up. And uh, was that in the second round? It might it might have been. I, I think it probably was, and uh, he used it very well. What's next for Pitbull? Um, he's thirty six. Uh, obviously, yeah, he's know. he's a name. I uh, talked to Patricio while we were there and. He fights on New Year's Eve in Japan, yeah. And then he's talking about fighting the 35 and trying to get that belt, but he can't do that because the the bantamweight Grand Prix is going on, so yeah. that's got to get settled before there is you know a belt to to fight for. And um, right now, Rufian Stotts has the interim belt, while Pettis right Pettis is sitting out with the actual belt. He was out injured, and that's why he's not in the Grand Prix. Yeah. yeah. And I'm I'm super excited for that. That's coming up December night. That's going to be on the card that, that Luke is on. We're going to yeah. see some some great. It's fights. a good card. It's I, a very good card. I really hope Sabatella gets bouncing on that one. But we'll, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. All right. I think this could have been easily the fight of the night. Vadim Nemkov did defeat Corey Anderson. Um, the first thing that's well, let me. What surprised you most, the pace of the fight or um, Nemkov's takedown defense? That's a tough one because they were both amazing. Nemkov typically fades a little bit, and he, I was like, oh, God, you know, he's, that's, a, that's a vicious pace he's putting on. Yeah. And Corey was pressuring, but it didn't matter that he was pressuring because he was eating double jabs yep. for five rounds. Yep. And uh, I'm not sure why... Nemkov didn't get to that calf kick earlier because he started it in mid third round and, and almost got him out of there with it. Devastating. Yeah, it was by the, by the by the third kick, Corey's leg was hurt, and then by the fifth round, you know he he was on him in the fourth and then started throwing him again in the fifth, and he he could have gotten him out of there with him had he picked up the pace with him a little more. But man, his takedown offense was top notch. So he went to ATT in Florida. Yep, and and worked with. Eblin and those guys. Yeah. Um, it clearly worked. Clearly. 
He stuffed 15 takedowns. He, he was, was 0 for 15 0, or 16. 0 for 15. 50, 0 for 15. And, and, and it didn't even, I mean, at some point, I don't know if Corey Anderson just kind of lost, lost hope in him, but right. the, I felt like the last five weren't even, yeah. weren't even close. No, he started using him to throw an uppercut. He'd yeah. fake the shot or kind of go for it for real and then throw an uppercut off of it. But uh, it, it was, the, the takedown defense was awesome. Like, I was so impressed with that. Every time he do it. And then by the fourth round, when he was shooting again, I was like, He's not going to get it now. Yeah. Like, he's so tired now, he's not going to get it. Yeah. You know, and he was already so beat up, and it's got to be frustrating. You know, John McCarthy was commentating. He's like, and this is in the first or second round, he can't get frustrated just because he hasn't gotten him. This yep. is at 0-7. Yeah, I remember you know, hearing that. He, he just needs to stick with it, and I'm thinking, no. At this point, you were fresh. And you, you should start to get frustrated. Yeah. You know, not show frustrated, but, like, sure. change the game. You know, sure. now we need to use it to, to do something else. Now we need to use it to land strikes. Um, or, or or something, but he uh, he was just the speed of Nemkov was great. The timing, the the takedown defense, like everything he did was was that was the best he's ever looked, the, ever looked. The pace of that fight, I think, after round one, I was like, holy crap! And then round two didn't slow down, and and by the time you started getting into the championship rounds, they kept that pace up, and yeah, I was just I was blown slow. away by how how fast and how furious that was. And I like Corey Anderson. And, and uh, he's a good dude, but I really wanted Nemkov to win because Corey was one of the only guys that came from the UFC to Bellator yeah. that was winning. Yeah, he was. He was. He had won four straight, lost a decision to somebody, or, or maybe lost. I forget how he lost. I think it was the Cannoneer, um, and then came to Bellator, ranked number five, I think, at the time, five or five, I think, four maybe, and uh, and so I wanted. Nemkov to win so you could once again see that the Bellator guys are are, are legit. You know, the top guys at Bellator yeah. are, are as as good as the guys in the UFC. Uh, and and there's so many people that are just UFC fans that don't know. Yeah. And so, you know, it's good to it's good for that to happen. Um and now he gets Yoel Romero. And I think he I think he does the same thing to UL. I think he beats up Yoel because Yoel's like He's either a takedown or a monster overhands, you know, okay. monster punches. And I think he avoids him with the long jab, stays long circles, and I think he beats him too, and that'll solidify that. Uh, Corey Anderson's last loss in the UFC, his last fight was Jan Blahovic. Oh, Blahovic. How? KO'd. Punches in okay. round one. All right. Three minutes and eight seconds into round one, so it didn't, didn't last long. Didn't go too long. No. Blahovic is Blahovic. Yeah. So. Cool. Awesome. Well, um, I know we'll be talking Bellator 289 in the coming weeks. Yep. Um, Soon. We'll be excited. Excited to see that. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, guys. It is all over. Just like that.